Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. On the show today, we have my friend, Chris Jacobs. I met Chris in October at Stuart Alexander's Cobra Hill Retreat, and he's someone I'd love for you to meet. Chris is a registered and approved medium with the Institute of Spiritualist Mediums, an accredited and certified medium with the American Society for Standards and Mediumship and Psychical Investigation. He demonstrates mediumship, has a mediumship mentor program. He works with individuals and groups, as well as giving readings and tutoring in person or through Skype. His website is chrisjacobsmedium.co.uk. Chris Jacobs, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio, my friend. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, really. It's nice to talk to you again. We met for the very first time back in October and hit it off great and have been corresponding through Facebook. And here we are. Yes, it's uh, as we said before, it seems like a, an age ago. And uh, but what a, a wonderful place it was at Coba Hill, was it not? It, it was. And for some of our listeners who have listened to past episodes, we talk about physical mediumship. And you've heard me interview Scott Milligan and Stuart Alexander. And this was an opportunity to sit with Stuart Alexander and so many more mediums. And it was just one of those great things for me, Chris, that just gave me the reassurance that we're in the absolutely right place doing what we're meant to be doing here. Absolutely. And he's, uh, as you said before, Stuart Alexander is such a dedicated um, uh, spiritual man and a lovely, a lovely man to listen to. I could listen to him all day with his, uh, his vast array of knowledge. Really incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about you and how your journey started? Because even though we had several cups of tea together, <laughs> I don't really know and um, would love to hear. Well, it all starts as a child with uh, with me. Um, I didn't have a particularly brilliant childhood, and um, so spirit was always there for me. Somebody I could uh, to talk to, to rely on, and to help me um, in times of great need. And uh, you know, but I never saw it and recognized it as spirit. It was just always a thing of God for me. And and uh, a particular one always stood out there for me. And then one day, I think I was about 15 years old, I was on a bus. And um, typical 15-year-old, I was on the top deck. And I was just, I don't know, drowsy, I think. And then next thing I heard uh, in my ear was, time to get off, time to get off. So I jumped up and ran down the stairs and jumped off, off the bus um, in a kind of a daze, I didn't really know where I was. And it was actually uh, two stops before I was due to get off. And as I looked up, I actually got off outside a, a spiritualist church, the SM church for that area. And it was a Wednesday afternoon and I looked at it and the voice said to me, go in. So I just said, but the doors are locked. And they said, no, go down the steps, go to the left and go down the steps. So I looked to the left and I found the steps and I just went down, which is kind of unusual for me because I was so scared of everything. 
at that age that I just followed it blindly. Mm-hmm. And it was a Wednesday afternoon and it was um, just a little after two o'clock. Um, and they had an afternoon service as they did in them days. Uh, it was a long, long time ago. And I walked in, the service was already in flow and the medium was already on the stage and, uh, and demonstrating, although I didn't uh, know her to be a medium. I didn't know anything about it. It was the first time I ever been in a place like this. And as I opened the door and I came in, the medium stopped what she was doing. And she said to me, please do come in, sit at the back. And if you will wait after the service, I've been waiting for you. And you and I will have a cup of tea and a chat from, you know, wow. from that. I did exactly as she said. And it was pretty amazing, really. What kind of things did she say? Was it she's telling well, you? Well, she told me that um, she knew what, what had been happening to me, um, uh, also in the physical sense as well as the spiritual sense. And she also said she told me I was a medium, but I, I had no idea about it. Um, and she told me about the communication that was happening. And I, 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 you know, I had no idea. I just accepted it all. And she kept using this word natural to me. Um, but this was like, I'm, I'm talking like 40 years ago or more right. now. So, you know, it is a long, long time ago. And so from there, uh, I was told, you know, invited to come back to that church for the, um, you know, of a circle evening so i did and i met a lady there uh, i was told to give up as they did in those days have you got anything a message come on you've got something get up which i i thought i hadn't but anyway i went to this lady gave her a message she smiled at me and said thank you came up to me after the after this when it all finished and she said to me that what i'd got was correct and that she would like to form a circle and and sit with me and we did and we sat for very very many many years from that from that and from that I then learned about Stansted and I started going to the Stansted Hall Uh, in the very early 80s I was very fortunate to meet and um, people like Gordon Higginson um, and all that type of people, and, and, and Glenn Edwards, and became a very good friend of Glenn for many, many years up until he passed. Uh, you know, so there was quite a lot of people from from that era and that genre, which um, we don't see anymore, really, unfortunately. No, and I love hearing this because I've heard so much about Glenn and um, Gordon, and so just picturing you back in those days being part of all that. Well, it was just in awe of them. I mean, listening uh, to Gordon speak, my word, there's nobody been like him since. I, in my mind, he could captivate you. You could, uh, you know, he, he would just hold you enthralled for so long that a, a couple of hours could go past, and it was just fantastic. His knowledge, his wealth, and then I, I, I got to to uh, to meet him in you know afterwards and you know personally. And um, he was a, a lovely, lovely man, um, a good sense of humour. Um, in those days, in the 80s, even the boys didn't like their hair being touched. So the first thing he ever did every time he saw me was always mess my hair because he knew I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something kind of lived on. And from that, with, with uh, Glenn, I, um, you know, I, I got to know him in it and uh, very well. And 
and we were quite the friends. Uh, yeah, um, I, I met them all really, and um, uh, and people behind the scenes too. So it was um, it was a lovely, lovely time. Wow! And did you start right off in your career doing mediumship, or did you have no? Very... I was I was very adamant that I was uh, hell would freeze over before you got me on a stage or anything like that. Well, apparently hell's frozen over because you've been on stage lots of times. <laughs> They did. And it was very funny. I can tell you a little story mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. that. I mean, it was only many, many years later that I, I did get up on the roster and because life gets in the way and you have a lot of things to sort out, and, and which I did, um, you know, because Spirit told me that, you know, for in order for me to move forward, and this was some years ago, that, that I really needed uh, to sort out my life and sort out my past, you know, and come to terms with what happened to me and and, and work through that. And, and learn to, you know, because uh, really, spirit was so. My guide was so loving, and so, and still is, um, in way he told me that, you know, in order for me to do this, and for order me to, to love, people and love what I do, I first had to learn to love myself, and it was so true. It was so true. Um, you know, we cannot, um, be a true advocate for spirit, unless you love the spirit within. That's pretty deep. Yes. Coming from somebody that is, every time I hear that I have to love myself, it's like, how do I do that? How do we start? How do we love the spirit within? It's not an easy journey, Sandra. It really isn't. And, you, you know, and that journey still carries on, but it's all part of the, the rich array of life, is it not? Yes. You know, the thing is, is uh, you've got to, you know, we all recognize we are spirit. And with that love, we have to love who it is, you know, like the old saying, warts and all. We need to love everything about us and understand, you know, I think for quite a few of us, we tend to keep ourselves in the role of victim or in the role of, 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 you know, of dire need all the time. And there is no need to that. I mean, if we only lifted our head and looked at the beauty of nature that surrounds us, and understand that we are not separate from it, but we are a, you know, a part of it all, of one great big whole. And then we start to come to understand um, ourselves, our role, and the spirit. It's so easy, Chris, to look at other people and love them, yes. and then to be in any one of our own heads, and the, usually the conversations we have with ourselves we would never tell talk to another person the way sometimes we badmouth ourselves internally. So it's exactly we we are not as cruel as we are to ourselves, you know. We, as with other people, I tell my students and they laugh at this. They love that, you know. And I just say, you know, love others, love others. You don't have to like them. You just have to love them, you know. And but with ourselves, you know, if we can start loving others and understand that love, then we can start bringing it back to ourselves. Be a little bit more forgiving. You know, I'm human. I'm in a human experience. I make a mistake. So I don't need to chastise myself. I've made a mistake. And hopefully I'll learn from it. Mm -hmm. And those are just the simple steps. You know, for that beautiful blending that we all want with the spirit world, you know, isn't it going to be so much purer, so much greater with the less barriers that we put up. 
Definitely. I wanted to ask you too, when you were a child and you said that spirit was talking to you and even just recently you said something about your guide. Although I do believe I'm a medium and many others, well, I think as souls, we all have it to an extent. There was nothing natural about it. Uh, There's times that I've been very right on doing readings and other times way off. So natural doesn't fit me. But for you, how did uh, the spirit world appear to you as a child? Or I guess what what I'm really hoping is for some access way that I can believe and work with my own spirit team or know that there's a guide there. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, I do. Yes, it does. Um, when I'm saying natural, I mean, the communication between me and the spirit world was very natural. It was normal for me. I could never, I was very, very shy. Um, I would, you know, you would never know I was there half the time. Uh, I never spoke to uh, spoke to people, but I spoke to the spirit world so naturally. It was so free-flowing. Um, they knew the pain. They knew what was happening to me, and I started to rely on them very easily. I mean, there were times that, I, you know, I suffered horrendous abuse. And when when this was going to happen, this is what I mean by natural, that I would feel and sense the presence of spirit and know they were there. And I would hear a gentle voice in my mind saying, it's time to move aside. And I'd learned as a child that, you know, when things were going to happen to me, that I could, in my mind, kind of move aside, not move out of my body or anything like that. I never experienced anything like that. But it was moving aside within my mind into that space, you know, that higher mind, whereas um, what was happening to the physical didn't really affect as much. You know, therefore, yes, it was still traumatic, but I didn't have to go through that trauma at that moment. Well, that's pretty incredible and inspiring because there still is a lot of abuse on our planet. There is. Yeah, of all kinds. You know, it is very unfortunate. But, you know, I I do believe, Sandra, that we do have the answer ourselves. And the trouble is we don't go in enough. You know, you say you want to know your guide. You know, for me, I kept saying, right, I want to know your name, I want to know your face, I want to know you, who this, that, and the other. I just knew they were there. And, you know, all I got was one day, yes, I'll give you a name. And, you know, and it was 20 years before I got to get a name. You know, and by then, you know, when that happened, I said, well, why? He said, know me by my field, know me by my touch, any fool can say a name. Hmm. And I understood that. Makes sense. And and for me, and I think for many of us, no matter how many radio shows I do or conferences I've been to, left to my own devices, sitting in my own room, I feel very much alone. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes something to have that trust and be able to Maybe trust the spirit world is here for me and be the first one to open communication and talk and send messages out. And then it also, and I think you will agree, it takes quieting our mind to be able to receive the answers back when we're so busy 
watching television or being on our computer. I I don't know if it's so easy for the spirit world to get in and impress sure a message. They, I'm sure they're quite vexed at times with the things that go on. Yes, we need this stillness and we need that. You know, but understand this. We are never alone, ever. You know, the more the more time I spend on my own, the greater sense that I'm a part of something. I've, you know, it, the connection uh, with, with the spirit world, with all that is. You know, the first road, and, and God knows you to speak this, I think the first stop we need to go is we need to discover, you know, and understand God, the great spirit, the divine presence, whichever you want to call it. And we only discover that, and I'm quite an advocate of, of prayer, you know, not by paying it lip service, but by taking your thoughts, your prayer, your feelings to that divine source first and discovering that. And through that, we discover that God presence within. You know, you start to feel that. And from that, it filters out to the spirit world. You know, you say... Um, that you'd love to feel the presence of spirit, you know, just sit for a moment and understand who you are. And you should feel your own soul, your own spirit first and foremost. I'm, Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'm taking lots of notes. And as my listeners know, I... I'm part of this radio show. Every episode is just as much for me as it is for every listener. And I think we all want that. Yes. Um, so uh, prayer isn't something I often do. And uh, loving myself first, those kind of things. So this is obviously a perfect conversation. And I wanted to just go back. You had mentioned Gordon Higginson. Yes. And I... Well, I, first of all, I encourage people to look Gordon up on whether it's YouTube or there's a great Gordon Higginson tribute site, gordonhigginson.co.uk. There's so many teachings from Gordon, from Glenn, from people of the past that are available. And I don't know if that level of mediumship in, is being taught in this day and age. I think um, we've talked about the internet and, you know, and all these stimulus. And what's happened, unfortunately, for us is we want everything instant. Yes. And, you know, the things with the spirit, the things with mediumship, it takes time. It evolves. And, you know, something after all these years, I'm still evolving. I'm still learning. I'm still going forward. And I hope that I continue uh, through this life and beyond, and I know that I will. As to whether we would ever see that level of mediumship again, um, you know, everything in life evolves. So I believe, I have great faith that we will see things of that ilk, you know, um, but they're just maybe not coming forward in the right way at the moment. It's, um, it is a great shame, you know, when you think back to what they had and what we have now, um, there wasn't all the great um, computers, phones, and uh, all these things of, of distraction. And so they had more time 
to develop, more time to evolve and more time to devote. You know, it is a great shame, as I, 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 I say to students and to people, those who come forward to me, you know, well, how can I get there? How can I get there? And I just answer commitment. You have to be committed. Mm -hmm. People don't seem to want that anymore. The first weekend class that I went to on mediumship, it was in the United States, and I, I really had the question. At that point, I was still, is there any reality of the afterlife? And someone made a commitment that if you attend this weekend, I can show you you're a medium. So I had to go thinking I was going to prove it the otherwise. But I, out of my own mind and mouth, came such accurate information for people. But at the end of the weekend, this woman handed me a certificate that I was now a certified medium from a weekend, right? Now, obviously, I knew better that I wasn't going to go work with people, and I still had fears and doubts and things like that. But in, and I'm not blaming America as a whole, but I think there's a lot of people that think it's just as easy as taking a weekend course or reading a couple of books or something like that. And I've met some people that have been trained by some of the greats and really have sat for years in circles and things like that. And I can see the level of mediumship being so much more accurate in tune with the spirit world besides just maybe a name and a place or uh, with more specifics. And so there is, and one of the things I'm committed to, and I'm grateful I'm talking with you too, is to let people know there is much more available in mediumship than, um, you know, so many, many people, Chris, have had bad medium readings and have realized, oh, it can't be real. Well, there are people that have taken the weekend courses and things like that, and there are those that have sat for years, and it's out there. So I, part of my ambition and goal is to raise the standards globally for mediumship. And I applaud you on that, and uh, we need more people like you. You see, everybody's such a hurry to be a medium. Everybody wants to be a medium. Now, in, in my day of training, you know, I'm still doing it, still training, you know, we need people who do, the, as I call it, the background people. We need people who are dedicated to, to the cause of spirit. We need people who will bring on the mediums of tomorrow. We need the people to, who um, are good at philosophy, who are good at prayer. And, you know, these ones who can lay the ground, as it were. And a lot of these people are not, uh, don't stand up there giving evidence but they still connect and have a deep love of spirit. And you can feel it emanate from these people. My um, old circle leader, rest her soul, um, was a true advocate for spirit. And she, truth be known, she used to terrify me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, but the love, the dedica dedication that was there to the spirit, even though she was not um, as she would have it as a medium, but yet she she never doubted the courage that she would stand up there with. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I'd love to see people like that again. You know, let's not have 
So we get top, too top heavy with the mediums. That's not everybody being medium. We need these people who do the groundwork. We need these people who will actually, you know, be the foundation and be those that recognize um, mediumship in others and help encouragement. Mm, good words. And I, I do think, too, the more we can share and have people actually experience, whether it's a demonstration or a one-on-one, the lev- that level of mediumship, it's like, oh, I didn't know that was available. And then that, in turn, in time, will raise the level up a bit. Because I, I think there are some really good, wonderful people that their heart's in the right place. They just don't know that they can develop that much more. They don't trust themselves in a lot of time. They, you know, they stick to a set format. Okay, you, there are good teachers out there, and you can go with the teacher. But you've got to understand also, this is your learning, your development, and you need to put to put in a greater quota. You need to experiment with it. You need to go further. You know, when I talk to the spirit world, I don't say, you know, oh, what a good medium am I or anything. I ask the spirit after age demonstration, how is that for you? What is your need? What can I do better for you? Because me, I'm just the mouthpiece. And that's all I ever see myself as. You know, um, as you know, I think you might have gleaned from me already. I'm not a natural person that likes to stand out in front of people. Right. It, it dreads me. It fills me with dread sometimes. But when I allow the spirit to to move me it has no effect that's beautiful you know that it i go out and i do it and and do that and people often say how come you give so much evidence i said i give you nothing but i follow what what spirit shows me and what gives me and i follow their conversation you know, it's too much now of this set format. You have to give an M, you have to give this, you have to give that. How about trusting the spirit and allowing them to lead the conversation? But then you having the insight, knowing where to pick up on it and explore it and expand it. You know, um, there are things like, say, for instance, you know, I've heard it many times where people say, oh, I know I've gone to a front door and I know there's a two on it and the door's black. Mm-hmm. And then they treat that as evidence and people go, oh, yeah, that's great. That's thank you. Well, how about looking at the number? What more? You know, if that was me, I'd be saying, what other numbers there? I want, may I open the door and see what's beyond? Go back to the spirit and ask them and then physically open the door in your mind. See what rooms off, lead off from that hallway or that or wherever it is from behind the door. What do you see of personal effects? Now, that's evidence. That's right. Every, you know, ten, you know, most people nowadays will know, will have a black door. Quite a lot of people will know a black door somewhere. Mm-hmm. But going into that into the rooms beyond, seeing that photograph, that special ornament, seeing the person within the photograph. That's evidence, and that's what we need. I think it's easy for people to forget or even visualize that the unseen world, they're living, breathing, I would guess, in their own way. They're people. We still exist. We're still ourselves. 
And so to have your commitment first and foremost with them and bringing their messages there, I don't, I don't believe they're balls of light or balls of energy. I believe they're people. And I, I hate that terminology, energy. We can say, you know, oh, and I've got this energy and that energy. You know, if I was coming back from the world of spirit, I would take offense at somebody just called mm-hmm. me a blob of light or something, you know, as beautiful as that light may be, you know, I'm a person. Mm-hmm. I want something of my character to come forward here, you know. And the thing is, as well, we're talking about here the mediums as well, but we also need to talk about the sitter. You know, we need these, you know, as sitters, what are we prepared to, to accept as evidence? You know, where we go away is, oh, yeah, I've got grandmother here and she's in a frilly apron and she and she's cooking a Sunday roast. Whoopee. Is, <laughs> That's is that everybody's grand. Yes. Well, how about the granny that was there, that, you know, that made something special for you, helped you, allowed you to go all of these these different things. Where's her personality? You know, where where is that part of her that you loved? We've got to remember when we're talking with the thing of the spirit world, it's not a one-way conversation. As you and I are having this conversation here, you're leading me, and we need to do that the same with the spirit. We need to, you know, evolve that conversation where they're saying, oh, I'm dad here, and I, you know, you got my my daughter here, and I loved her, and I was into racing cars. Okay, so we need to say, okay, dad, what kind of racing cars? You know, did you have collections of toys? Did you go to the track? Was it TV? And allow them then to lead that conversation, and you follow, and it be a to and fro thing. That's mediumship. Chris, when they work with you, do they use all your senses? I mean, do you feel things? Do you see things? Do you hear things? Do you just know things? One should follow in my mind and everything, and it does. I can only and I can speak in my experience. You know, I hear many people saying, "I'm just a clairsentient," or "I'm just this," and "I'm just that." You know, one faculty should lead on to the next. You know, first and foremost, you know, uh, people say, "Well, I'm just a clairvoyant. I just see." If you just see, how do you know anybody's there? You know, you've got to sense. It has to start with the sensing of the spirit world, sensing there. And who am I sensing? You know, and let it work its way up. And that's that it goes to the higher mind. And then you start to, and the pictures feed in with, with the sensing. So it all becomes one, you know. We don't walk around a park with our eyes closed and feel the tree. No. We see the tree, we feel it, we experience it. And the same with the mediumship. I believe all the faculties need to be working together. Yes, some of them will be slightly stronger than the other. But sensing is, is for me, you know, when people just say, oh, I, I just sense, you know, just, that's wonderful. You know, it's absolutely wonderful. Through our sensing, can we get, you know, um, we can sense uh, an object, we can sense its definition, we can, you know, go on from there. Good advice. Good advice. And this is all coming from Sandra, who's dipped her toe into the 
mediumship courses now and again, but has never <laughs> made a commitment to practice or to. Do find. you know something? I can I can tell just by the way you're talking to me, uh, Sandra. May I ask you? Are you slightly insecure? Yes. Okay, I can tell this when you're talking to me here, you know, because don't underestimate what you do. You're doing what you're meant to be doing by doing this. You followed implicitly. You wrote a book. Right. You speak to the spirit world and you get this out to your listener. You touch many people's lives. And wow, you know, and that's greater than some mediums on a stage. I, I totally get that, and there are many times that I don't really take in the impact of what it is that I'm doing. But, Chris, there's also a point that I get stopped by fear. And, it, and I, yeah, and so I know in the realm, and not that I want to be a platform medium or anything like that, but just for my own letting fear stop me. There's, there, and so you've given me some great, and us, some great tools so far. We're never alone. Love ourselves first. Prayer. You know, these these things. These are ways in, which I think are great. But I just don't want to be stopped by fear. I know to an extent we're all humans and we will. But for myself, I think there's a breakthrough. Fear is a, a very man-made thing. It's You know, you have to turn it around and flip it around. You know, it's fear of not succeeding. It's fear of, of being let down. It's fear of this, that, and the other you know, let's flip it around. What if we do succeed? What if we do make progress? You know, when we get in that fear, you know, let's flip it around. What am I going to do if I do? How is this going to impact my life? You know, fear is 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 just the conscious mind of keeping us segregated and keeping us, you know, to ourself, basically. And, you know, but we're not. Look out when I feel fearful, and, and I do sometimes, you know, we all do, it's a natural thing. I just look out at beauty, at the beauty of the nature, the beauty that surrounds me. I can even find beauty in man-made things, you know, and look at the beauty um, you know, of a certain building. How did that come about? You know, how was that made within that person's mind? I mean, did this spirit world inspire that? It's going that little bit deeper. It, it's interesting. I, I don't know why I feel drawn to say this now, but I was watching a video about changing habits. And if there's habits you don't like, it's different areas of the brain that are involved when you have a, a deep-seated habit, habit. habit. But... The advice was to find something and be curious about it. So tied in along with this is just taking a moment to be in the present moment and look for the beauty, be curious, be interested. But it's just interesting to me how that is coming up in this conversation and it, like what a useful tool. It certainly is. I mean, you know, as spiritual people, as spiritualists, you know, yes, we want that communication with spirit, but it's not all about um, the spirit per se. It's about the spirit within, nurturing and feeding that spirit within, you know, so that when we go back home to the spirit world, 
we've not wasted our time. We're going back with more knowledge than what we came for, a better understanding of who we are, where we fit in, and how we can benefit the greater good. Do you think that's the point of us coming to Earth? Or do you have any thoughts about why we get born into this? Yeah, and you know something? My wife had a very interesting philosophy about this, and I just love it so much. And and, and I do, you know, and I quote it, because I think it's, it's, it's brilliant. And she said, you know, if you come from a place that is all white and all beauty, how do you ever expect to experience colour? Beautifully said. And that... That resonated so much with me. You need to see the color of, of, of people's personalities. We have to understand our individual person, our individual self, but yet celebrate that part of the great spirit that we are. And But yet that we are responsible for our individuality to understand the many facets of love. And how vast that is. And how to understand, you know, if we can't understand somebody else, how can we understand ourselves and vice versa? Very true. And everything you had said about me and insecure. And I think for many of us, we are one in seven billion. We are special. We are special. And how many few of us out of that 7 billion absolutely recognize that? Mm. You know, there, when you think about all these people on the planet now, have a thought about all the, mo- the many millions and billions that didn't make it. How special it is to be experiencing this. It gives me a lot of appreciation for other people as well. Yes, you know, I awake, I look at people sometimes, you know, not everybody's going to agree with you, not everybody's going to understand your point of view, but you know, the old ones do, but I look at the rest, well, maybe they're just not awake yet, but their time will come. That's right, that's why we can't push this on other people as much as we'd like to sometimes. Chris, I want to ask you how you got involved with Stuart Alexander and the Cobra Hill gang, um, because... That's pretty extraordinary what I witnessed, and I seem to think you've been attending for a while. Um, actually, I've seen him uh, a while ago when he came to, it was actually at Banyan sometime, I saw him with a talk. I'd already um, seen him there, but then there was a time, um, sorry, I forgot about this, um, when my circle leader invited him. In those days, he would come to various homes mm-hmm. and, um, and and do a sales. And uh, I was very fortunate. I was still only very young then. And I think it was the very early 90s that he came um, to my circle leader uh, as home in, in a place in, called Ansdor. And, um, uh, and, and there he was with his guide. And I was so uh, enamored and, and just awestruck, you know, that here he was speaking with this Ameri- American accent and knew so much and about us. And it was just, uh, it was a wonderful thing to, to witness. Yeah, to, to me, I've 
feel so grateful between sitting with Stuart Alexander and once with David Thompson and many times with Scott Milligan. It, it brings this, this is physical mediumship I'm now talking about to the listener, if you don't know. Um, but it's a whole nother world of what I call miraculous of being human is to just witness some things that the mind is saying can't be possible, yet we are experiencing them. And it makes me think, you know, what else is possible? You know, there is a, if you don't mind sharing, if you allow me to share this with you and your, your listener sure. here. Uh, many, many years ago, I think I was uh, probably 18 at the time. Um, Glyn Edwards, I was very fortunate. Glyn Edwards took me to a circle he was sitting in, and I'll just said, and it was a physical uh, circle at that time. And um, I had no experience of this. I didn't even know what physical circle was. And uh, there was the medium, his wife, uh, there was Glyn and uh, Jean Matheson. I don't know if you ever heard of Jean Matheson. Um, she used to help both Glyn and, and Gordon and was a true advocate for spirit. Lovely, lovely lady. And myself. And we sat there. Um, we had to prepare in the afternoon. I was told, you know, let us, we have to meditate. And I was given the rules, the regulations for that evening. Okay, so there's my thinking, my goodness, what's going to happen here? You know, this is a bit all strange. So we went into the room, and in this room, it was all darkened, um, so we went in with the lights. There was a big, heavy oak table in the middle, um, and on this table was a, tr uh, um, a trumpet, which is a, a cylindrical cone, and there were little uh, dangly little bells hanging from the ceiling, as well, so I looked around. I thought this is all rather strange. Um, but what I was told was we do not mention about the physical medium or what happens because the physical medium didn't know he was a physical medium, and he thought he just went to sleep. Really? Yeah. So um, I thought right, okay. So I did my part, played my part, and uh, he went into these into his trance or sleep as he thought he did it, and uh, uh, as soon after the straight after little tunes were playing on these little bells in the ceiling. And, uh, and I thought, oh, this is really good. You know, it was still in the dark. So you're trying to, to see what, what you can see, but you can't. This was just nothing. Right. Uh, then they were doing the, what was known as the table. And it was A, B, C, and it stopped on various letters. And there were whole things in between that, that I can't remember. So... They were going on with this and being young and impatient as I was at that time, I thought, God, this needs to be quicker, you know, <laughs> ABC. So in my mind, I said, does the spirit was it right? Spirit world, if this is true, what I am seeing and all that I have been told that I will become and what will happen to me is true. Take this table, this oak table that needs two men to lift it into the air and rest it just above my head because surely that should not be beyond the realms of possibility and I will never doubt you again well I said this in my mind so nobody could hear me this table started jumping up and down going mad and everybody's saying slow down friends slow down friends we can't get the AB we don't know what the words are slow down down slow down well Next thing, this trumpet, the table stopped, this trumpet started banging on the table, 
then it flew up into the air up to around the ceiling and it had a luminosity strip around it mm-hmm. and it whizzed around the center of the room so fast there was just a glowing circle of light at where it was and then it whizzed right in front of me and stopped um, a hair's breadth from my nose <laughs> and this voice that came down this trumpet and a voice like I'd never heard before he said his name was Brother David and he came through and he said and these were his words and I've never forgotten that all these years later he said my child we are not here to entertain you but merely prove that we do exist and that all you have been told is true and then he said circle over and he went this Trumpet went back to the centre of the table and went down. I can't express to you the love that I felt at that moment and the love that was coming from this inanimate object, how it felt to me. So we closed the circle. Everybody was asking, turning to me, what did you say? What did you do? I swear to you, I couldn't speak for an hour after, till an hour afterwards. I really could not. And that was my experience experience of that nobody in that room knew what I said or what I'd ask pretty great Chris what gives you passion these days what gives me passion my wife of course mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, doing what I do and loving what I do when when you're giving a, a message to somebody like a few weeks ago, I was giving a lady I'd never met before and her son came through and the message, and you can quite clearly see how that touches their heart. You can see it in their eyes and that touch and knowing at that moment that that son and mother have been reunited and feeling that passion and that love that to me there is nothing else in this world that can compare to that that's what makes it worthwhile what i do and that's what makes it worthwhile going through all that we do to just do that to give those bits of evidence that that bits of communication that is you know unique and you know indicative to just them too and incidentally, that same message, he, she, she messaged me back afterwards. He said something about um, to her, oh, my birthday is on the 9th of, um, of April. And she turned around emphatically and said, no, it isn't. It's the 9th of January. So I said, I'm sorry. He said, the 9th of April to you, leaving that. And then I've got to tell you as well, you will see a field of blue flowers you will be in a field of blue flowers. So these people go away and unfortunately not everybody comes back to you, but she came back. This is the power of spirit. She was on a plane going to uh, on a holiday and she got to the runway. And as she looked, uh, she was doing her phone. She was putting it onto flight mode. Facebook came up with um, today is your son's birthday. And that date was 9th of April. And as she looked out of the window on the field of the airport, it was nothing but blue flowers. 
Now, isn't that wonderful what spirit can do? Mm -hmm. They went there. It was kind of a prediction, but they knew what they were going to do. And she couldn't wait till she landed. As soon as she landed, she texted me and, and told me that. Now, for me, that makes the hairs on my back and my neck stand up. Yes. That spirit can do that. You know, if I was told that, how can anybody say that we do not go on? How can anybody say that the spirit world is all uh, an, a malicious lie when you get something like that? You know, and it touches that, that, that person, that mother so much. You know, I just think it's marvellous. And I've never, you know, never cease to be amazed by what spirit can do and what they do, you know, and how they help us and how they can, you know, it really, I asked my guide here, what is the relevance of all this, what I do in the spirit world? And he turned to me very simply. My guide is very, very plain speaking. And he just says, so that you will live your life till it's fullest. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Good words for all of us. It certainly is. Wow. And Chris, you currently just want to talk about your website, chrisjacobsmedium.co.uk. You are in the UK, and I'm sure you welcome people one-on-one, -on -one, but do you do readings? I, I said it in introduction on Skype. Yes, I do. I do worldwide readings, funny enough. I've done them in your home country on normal, uh, numerous occasions. And uh, I think there's one I do, um, I won't mention any names, but there's a couple I do in India, and I think it's wonderful, you know, it's such a religious place. And they come uh, and have a, a reading uh, with me. And I think it, and it's so open and, and, and I think it's beautiful. Mm. I think, you know, yes, we go on about technology that somehow it slows it down. But it, it makes the world so much smaller. I think it's great because, well, especially mm. for many of my listeners and myself, well, we wouldn't be able to connect without this. We're recording this through Skype. And it, it helps. And so it really doesn't matter if you're sitting in front of a person physically or not. Mm -hmm. You can still make that connection. And it's beautiful. You know, we don't need, you don't need that piece person physically in front of you. Um, you know, Skype is an absolute wonderful tool because spirit are where you are. You know, they don't need to be sat right in front of that other person. You don't need that. You can do it through this this wonderful medium of, uh, uh, of of technology, you know, and spirit welcome that. And our loved ones are around us and we can speak with them ourselves. We don't have to wait. I think we get more evidence coming through an evidential medium, but it doesn't mean that our loved one is waiting for that time in a few weeks that you and I connect on Skype to be near me. Exactly. You know, I often say to people, you know, and they say, well, how do you know, uh, how do I know, say, when my husband's around me? I said, you know, I said, are there points in your day where you're so absorbed in what you're doing, then all of a sudden you'll just instantly think of your husband and or, or your partner or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's when I say, that is spirit coming to us. I have a sister in the spirit world, and some days I, you know, I don't think about it, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, her name will just flash in my mind and I know she's there. And then I'll feel it. You know, so yes, we can, you know, we don't, you don't always, you don't need a medium to talk to spirit. Sit down and talk to them and they will finance ways of making some sort of communication with you. You know, obviously it's not going to be um, the evidential or, or, or things like that or the in-depth, but they will find a way of communicating. Why not? Because they love you so much as you love them and they want to carry on, you know, showing that love and they'll use whatever means they can to do that. That's very special. I know of someone who will sit at their kitchen table and pour a cup of tea for themselves and an empty cup across the way and just carry on a conversation with their loved one. And I love that. I think that's so special. That's brilliant. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, you know, when people say to me, how far is the spirit world away? I said, it's closer to you than your own breath. Well, that's pretty close. That is close. It is all around you. It is you. You're in it. You know, it's not that we suddenly go from this universe to another universe. It is a mere transition of vibration. Spirit closer to you than than whatever you feel and think. Mm, I just got a vision of this gigantic spirit world and then here's the earth inside of it. Instead of us thinking that we're out, you know, somewhere the spirit world is outside of us as we're in it. Exactly. We're all part of it. It's all one intrinsic web. I always think I look, you know, in the morning of a, say it's a particularly dewy morning, you go out in early morning and you see the spider's web dripping in dew. I look at that with marvel and think, you know, there is the spirit world. It's all interlinked. It all, you know, it all marries together in perfect harmony. I like it. Chris, our time is quickly coming to an end, looking at the clock now. I just, if you wouldn't mind, I know you offer a mentorship program, and I believe your 2019 one is already in full swing. But do you welcome people who have an interest in mediumship to contact you directly and work one-on-one? Yes, yes, I do. I I offer one-on-one as well uh, to them, you know, and I try and, 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 and suit their needs. Um, but yes, I welcome all forms. You know, I think it's 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 wonderful that um, that we can do you can you, we can do this again. We can do this via Skype as well. So I don't always need you to be in the room with me. That's pretty great. Pretty great because I know there's people these things resonate with. And for you who's listening, if it resonates, go forward. Well, Chris, do you have a final thought for that you can leave us with uh, um, on this day? On this day, what I would say is, you know, take a look at yourself. Smile at that person in the mirror as you would smile at a stranger, as you would smile at life itself. And recognize, you know, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. There is always somebody there to share it, be in the physical or the spiritual world. But understand one thing. There is not one person on this earth that is not loved and wanted or needed. Beautiful. Thank you, 
Chris, for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel the same way. And for our listener, thank you for spending this hour with Chris Jacobs and myself. You can visit Chris's website at chrisjacobsmedium.co.uk. As a reminder, all of our shows are at wedontdieradio.com, as well as the last 100 of them are on iTunes, and they're all on YouTube as well. Just type in We Don't Die Radio. I do invite you to join what I call our Insiders Club, and it's my mailing list, but you get a free healing audio called How to Survive Grief, my 19 Reasons to Believe in the Afterlife PDF file, and it says several chapters from my book, We Don't Die, but the truth is it's the whole book for you to read if you'd like. Also, if you are a Facebook user, you can type in We Don't Die Listeners, and there's a private community group that we discuss these episodes and just the latest and greatest, and it's a really great place for you to connect with like-minded people. I know we all don't have people in our day-to-day lives that we can share these extraordinary stories with and even talk about being human and prayer and the spirit world, but we can talk about all that inside the group. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always delighted to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So a little challenge to everybody, look in the mirror, love that person, realize we are never alone. And maybe if we're not praying, dip our toe into the power of prayer and be in communication with your God, the divinity, whatever it is you like to call it. But uh, start with the power of prayer. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.